I'm Borat. And I'm Bruno. And welcome to another episode of another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for everything and anything related to YouTube. Got that mixed up? It's fine. Um, And you know what? We're back at it again with another episode. I'm sure you read the title of this one and went, all right, who, who, who the fuck? Who's responsible for this? And uh, while I did not come up with the topic, I will take full responsibility for the title you were reading uh, on your on your screen right now. Crisis on Infinite YouTubes uh, is epic. I, guess, I love I guess it. we're going with that. It's I wonderful. Guess it's one hundred percent guaranteed. Now. Yeah, <laughs> that is the title. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But you also like. I get the confusion if that's if that's the case. You know, is that SEO friendly? Not at all. I mean, like, uh, here we are. CW people, you know? Yeah. Right? Because yeah, I need more CW people watching. <laughs> watching and it says YouTube in the title, right? Um, it, it do say YouTube. It do say YouTube. You know, the description so. and then the thumbnail is really the more important part anyway. So it's like, who cares, right? The title, You're right. whatever. That's not right. It's not. We should not be given that <laughs> advice on our YouTube podcast. It's not. But uh, anyways, should I tell them what the topic is? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bruno. So I was thinking. Thanks for that. You're welcome. I was thinking. Yeah. Considering the world is literally on fire right now. uh, 2020 has been so fucking insane with all kinds of pandemics and apocalypse type situations. Um where do where do we stand as creators? What are our responsibilities during these situations? And I thought it'd be an interesting conversation for for Aiden and I to talk about exactly like how we're feeling during these times of crisis and uh, maybe hopefully help anybody who's kind of wondering like well what 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 do we do as creators? Like what is our jobs? Right. During this situation. At, at, at first, when Zach pitched it to me, I was kind of like, oh, that's a little sketchy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, there was that angle to it. And there there was also the angle of, uh, oh, that, that'd be interesting. But could we really talk about it for an hour? Um, and after thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? Like, we might as well. Another YouTube podcast is just going to be one of those podcasts. that just gets wilder as we go along. Like, when we just have different stuff to cover. Um and I do think like it is a very important and interesting topic, at least. And it's not one we've really covered before. So I, yeah. I, I was kind of down. I'm kind of like, all right, let's see. Let's see what we're going to get here. Uh, so I'm interested to see where this will go. I guess I also want to add to like just to the overall topic. Um, not only how YouTubers respond to worldwide crises, but like. Also, I want to throw in their like personal ones as well. Definitely, definitely. Just because that's kind of in the similar ballpark. Uh, because there's a lot of that too on the internet as well, and uh, there is. I feel like that would be there an is. interesting angle to, to touch on as well. But yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. I, I can't wait to to see what we end up talking about. But before we do that, oh, let me talk about this week's sponsor. Oh. Oh, guess what, guys and girls? Yeah. Our sponsor today is Awesome Creator Academy with the YouTube Starter Kit. Love it. If you're getting started on YouTube and you have just a little bit of money to throw around, why not check out the YouTube Starter Kit? 
for $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, in cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and more. That's so much value. So much value. I clapped. I clapped. Pay one price and have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes. In doing so, you'll even be supporting your boys over here at another YouTube podcast. But of course, if you don't have $100 during these trying times and you still want to support this podcast, don't worry. There's an option. You can. You can become a supporter on Anchor. <gasps> at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast. You can decide to support us financially at $1, $5, or even $10 a month. And we'll read your name on the podcast. While me and Bruno over here plan to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain a consistent schedule and uh for the first time in a while we are actually doing that so i i feel pretty good about saying that um yeah but thank you <laughs> to good old roberto <laughs> and company at awesome creator academy still an awesome product ton of value and he'd be adding shit all the time so all the time so the, the value just increases over time um it's a winner i'd say it is it is roberto grabbing that fat dub as he always does. I have to agree. I have to agree. Also, shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. You guys are making it consistent. You the real kings. Uh, you know, we saw that we got over 200 listens on an episode. And then we saw that we got it again for another week. And another week, that's kind of incentivized us to like make it consistent. So at the end of the day, money do be, you know... A uh, a good little little uh, incentive. incentive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, we found it. We found it. We found it. Yeah, we found it in there. No, but seriously, thanks to everybody who's been supporting the podcast, uh, listening to it every week. Thanks to Awesome Creator Academy for supporting the podcast by giving everybody a chance to get that YouTube starter kit. And uh, yeah, thanks to Anchor because Anchor still be epic in twenty twenty. Still like. The best podcast platform of all time. So, shout out to them. I have to agree. I have to agree. I don't get to hear the anchor specific ads, so I'm always, yeah. I'm always, I'm always wondering what's going on on that front. But sometimes I'll listen to it on there and I'll be like, "Wow, Zach really popping off with this ad." So they do be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got it. I got it set up so it automatically is on there. We, we appreciate the boys. There was a new ad that got uh, that we had the option to. To put on here for like a personal, like somebody's podcast, just like some dude trying to support his podcast oh. through through Anchor, <laughs> uh-huh. and like they've got a high CPM rate. Okay, it's like seventeen dollars versus like the ten of Anchor's. Damn, I mean like it's it's like a penny versus, or it's like what is it ten dollars per per thousand listens, right? Mm-hmm. So for this podcast, it's seventeen dollars and fifty cents per thousand listens. So like that's epic, kind of pog champ, bro. Um, but we haven't personally listened to that podcast, so maybe maybe Aiden and I will have to check it out. You'll have so to send can... me a link, and uh, 
If we I'll if, do that. If we just hate it, we're not going to. But like if it if it right. I you know, I got time to listen to random podcasts these days, so I'd be down to at least check yeah. it out and give me my thoughts. Could be epic. Who knows? Watch I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it or whatever, and then it's it's that breastfeeding podcast we always talked about doing, and I'm like, damn, bro, I'm gonna be so heartbroken. They stole our idea. <laughs> they stole our so idea. So heartbroken. What are we gonna do now? It's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, that's it for that's it for the it's... ad. That's it for all the the preamble and the introduction. Let's just go ahead and hop right into the main topic. Crisis on Infinite YouTubes, bro. <laughs> Infinite YouTubes. Infinite YouTubes. So I, well, I, as you may have noticed, Aiden, and as the listeners may have noticed, um, twenty twenty wild. The world is crazy. Um, not only did we have the coronavirus outbreak that had a lot of people lose their jobs and be quarantined for a long time. But uh, it's not even finished completely, and we we started in like the end of May um, with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, and a bunch of bunch of riots have taken place out of it, and uh, a bunch of protests have been taking place out of it, and um, I I support the movement. Me too. I'm glad that the movement is happening. It's bullshit what these cops out here doing every day. Uh, but it also made me think like, well, fuck, as a creator, like, obviously I, I did want to put out some thoughts on the situation and, you know, support it on my, on my Twitter and my Facebook and that kind of stuff. But it also had me thinking about like YouTube, well, I'm just about to start making videos again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do right. in this situation? How do I, do I try to help through my videos? Well, what if I'm talking about a video game that has nothing to do with what's happening right now? And so that was kind of keeping me depressed for a little bit. Uh, but my, my boy Roberto Blake, he came in with uh, with some Twitter discussion and he made a video to uh, to creators. And he just said, basically, like, if you feel like there's something in your content that you can say to, like, help people, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also during these times of crisis where shitters is hitting the fan like every day um, as creators, it's almost our responsibility to continue putting out content because people got to like, what, what have I been doing during all this to keep my mind off of stuff when I can is like, you know, escapism, watching YouTube, playing games, watching movies, listening to music. Right. Yeah. And without creators, we wouldn't be able to escape from from any of that. Not that we need to escape from the real world all the time. Not that there isn't a place for us to do, you know, good and, and try to make change. But I am curious, like, what are your thoughts on this, Aiden? And also, like, hopefully for anybody that's kind of been in a rut and kind of feeling like, well, what do I do? Um, hopefully we can come to some some conclusions or at least some suggestions right as to what to do during this time well i think just for starters like um i've been personally impacted by like both movements um covid obviously has kind of ruined everybody's like first couple of months or so and i still even to this day if i'm going to a grocery store going to a public place i'd be wearing a mask um for sure 
And man, those fabric ones are hot. Like, like <laughs> you get all that air trapped in there, and it's like yeah. it's legitimately uncomfortable a lot of the time. Um, but I put up with it, and we all should put up with it because, like, it's clearly important to be sure that everybody um, doesn't go around spreading diseases. And my mom obviously takes it a step further because works in aging and all that sort of stuff. So she has these like little alcohol spray bottles <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's not like the regular kind of hand sanitizer. It just basically goes onto your hands and immediately dries off. So you don't have to rub it in or anything like that. Okay. She'd been going to distilleries. She'd been going around to senior centers to like trying to refill people's hand sanitizer and stuff. Um, and while they are starting to reopen some programs and stuff, they're still being very careful about like, the speed in which they're doing so and making sure it's the right time. Um, because obviously right. for the elderly and for people in hospice and that kind of care stuff, um, don't really want to mess around with that. Like that's, that's crucial for a lot of people, um, especially people with weaker, weaker systems and stuff. So there's that. And then in terms, yeah, it's also like not even close to being, finished. no, no, like this is going to go on at least for another two is, or three months, not. potentially more. Um, right. We're already saying that a lot of states that reopen still have cases go up. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a thing we're dealing with for a while. Hopefully they find a vaccine soon. But it's a thing that's impacted me, I guess, is, is, is what I mean to say by all this. Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement as well um, is one of those that, to be fair, has been around since before 2020, right? This isn't a thing yeah, that, yeah, definitely, that 2020 definitely. invented. Uh, it's been around for several years. But I guess at the time when it was first a thing, I was just kind of a dumb junior high kid who mainly went to uh, predominantly white schools and was in a small Mm -hmm. town where I wasn't really personally affected by that at all. Um, But this most recent round, especially with all the police violence and stuff like that, uh, that as well has had an impact on me. And for a while, it was tough because I, I didn't know if I should even say anything at all. Um, be like, well, uh, there's a lot of personal, like potentially negative feedback. If you take a stance on something, uh, we just talked about in our branding episode, not too long ago, how a lot of people will post their political opinions on stuff and that can instantly backfire, especially if it's coming from a big brand. Um, right. But I think for me, like what, what ultimately got me to post my original thing on Twitter um, which was the first time I'd ever publicly really taken a stance or, or even talked about it on um, the podcast or anywhere on the internet. Um, was just seeing how much people were suffering and getting through, and I, and I felt the need to post it and uh, just really like stay true to myself, right? I, I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't like advocating for for looting, and I wasn't like advocating for any particular thing. All I all I literally said was like. The worst thing about all this is people's like insane lack of of empathy to have toward others. And that for me was a very is a thing that I still believe in having empathy toward other people and what they're struggling with and realizing that those are struggles. Uh, I'm trying to be empathetic every day, you know, to other people's issues and stuff and my own. Definitely. So that felt like even if I couldn't personally march or advocate or anything, um, at least taking a stance on it and like making your opinion well known and not feel like you're silent. Um, hopefully is helping. And, uh, I noticed you guys had posted some stuff on Twitter, like not too long after I did. Yeah. 
Yeah, I posted something on Facebook, I think, before that, and then I went ahead and just like posted the same thing on Twitter. Um, but I've been I've been retweeting some things, you know, liking some things, um, trying to have conversations with people around me about the situations and stuff. Um, I mean, it's it's been something that as I, I feel like impacted me and my my friends. Like, I mean, I have really close friends that have been impacted by police officers and, and bad shit for years. I had a I had a friend of mine that got shot and killed because of a situation uh, over this back in high school. So, like, it's, it's definitely something that I um, advocate a lot. And it is tough, like, being, uh, being a white dude who just be at home all the time working from his computer. Like, well, what exactly do I do? Right. Um, so like I get you, uh, and I, I think the minimum of what I could do at least was like post some things on, on social media. Um, especially like the city that I live in, they only had like one protest and that was it. So I can't like go out there and protest right now, but I, I do want to, um, I do want to see like what I could personally do outside of the internet in the long term more and more because i've always like wanted to help people it's one of my like big three things and like what i stand for it's like learning creating and helping three pillars so there's right so there's plenty of like long-term things that i would like to do to try to you know advocate for the you know no more people dying Pretty easy stance right there. Like, that's pretty much it, right? Like, I don't like to see people dying. Um, And it's really tough when, like, it comes down to politics because there's a lot of politics that just don't think about that first. There's always, like, some kind of incentive. I want this money. I want this property. I want this power. Um, And yet, like, when it comes down to it, I feel like the, the saving of human lives should probably be the main priority. Yeah. Absolutely. For all of this. Absolutely. Uh, but all of that aside, no, I get where you're coming from. It, it is kind of like weird. It's like, well, what do I say? What can I, what can I say? I think um, the first thing that like we all have to realize, and this is kind of going back to the, the branding episode is like, if you create something online and you post something online, you are a public figure. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. That's just that's just it. Um, now, obviously, the size of your audience plays a key role. The people you impact plays a key role. What type of content you do, etc. But you are a public figure. You are sharing yourself with potentially millions of people online, and you're vulnerable because of that. Um, you are very much beholden to the people that watch you, uh, that support you. Uh, and that keep your career afloat because if they're gone, you're gone, right? It's not like you have mm-hmm. a have a boss that can that can pay you even if things are going poorly. Like you have to be your own boss. You have to be your own public figure. Um, and because of that, there's a bit of an inherent responsibility in what you say, not only for yourself, but for your career, for your trajectory. Um, we, we found more and more that like, especially with celebrities and public figures on Twitter, like the shit never leaves, right? If you said something eight years ago, it is going to be there eight years later. Right. Um, 
So thinking about what you want to say and how you want to say it um, is obviously a pretty big discussion and it's an important thing. But I think the first step in all of this is just realizing that whether you like it or not, there is a bit of inherent responsibility because you are a public figure. Yeah. Me, me personally, yeah. there is a little bit of responsibility in everybody. Uh, to what extent? I don't know. How much should you do? I don't know. Should you make it public? I'm not sure. But if you are on the internet creating stuff, you are a public figure. And as such, there is a little bit of responsibility because you do have influence over people. And that influence could be the difference in who knows how many things, right? Like, but that, but, but that's numbers, that's facts, that's stuff we can point to. Um, and so I think with that comes a little bit of inherent responsibility in, in realizing that what you make and what you post isn't just for you. Um, it's for potentially anybody who sees this video, not only now, but potentially for the next 10 or so years. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, the the term influencer, I feel like it's thrown around a lot, and it's obviously I like public figure you know, more of a, <laughs> I, I do too, I do too, but like the term influencer is more of a negative sense of word more these days because people are like, ew, influencer, that sounds nasty. But like in a sense, like we're all influencers if you post anything online, mm-hmm. even if it's just like privately to your friends and family on social media you're still going to like have some kind of influence whether bad or good to those people uh, so i i don't know about you but like i want to make that pot like a positive influence as much as possible mm-hmm. and so you know i don't like talking about politics online i feel like it's a mute point most of the time and so i usually do not uh, but i feel like with situations like this it's more of a human, there's, there's that human element uh, significantly more than any kind of political element. Right. And it's, it's a thing where, like, I think another thing that we're just going to have to accept, especially with the, with the era in which we're in, is that any take and any issue is inherently somewhat political. Um, Apparently, yeah. <laughs> and, and whether we like that or not, uh, there are consequences for going one way or the other, positively, negatively, or just trying to stand in between. Um, right. And so that's where a lot of this gets tricky because I wouldn't tell anybody or even the people in this podcast, and we even talked about it on the branding episode, like you don't have to respond to every political issue or hot button thing. In fact, that in some cases can hurt your brand. Uh, right but also at the same time there are definitely certain occasions where like it's important to do that and is even a little bit of a responsibility thing um but where that line is at where like on one end is is stuff that you should talk about and on the other end is stuff you can't and shouldn't talk about i don't know where that line is personally and i don't think there there is one beats me yeah yeah, you know. I think it comes down to a personal bias, a very personal experience type of situation. I've known that there are a lot of people that have not spoken out about this current situation and they are getting uh, arguably more <laughs> more crucified yeah. than the people that have spoken against it. Yep. Um, and so, you know, maybe staying silent isn't the best thing for certain issues. Uh, it, it comes down to, I think, your personal 
you know, what do you stand for? What do you, what do you want to come out of your internet presence? Um, and if you are just doing it for creating and you're just doing it because you're a creator and that's it, then number one, like just keep making content. I feel like that's the main thing. Right. Uh, but number two, also think about the fact that like, if you're trying to do this to become successful, if you are successful, then there are real human beings on the other side of that computer watching your shit and they matter. And if they're not around to watch your shit and you could have said something to make sure that they could stick around, like, yeah, then that's just something you got to think about. And there's obviously a lot of forms that this takes. Um, a lot of YouTubers Definitely. talk about suicide prevention. A lot of YouTubers talk about therapy. Uh, a lot of YouTubers raise money for charity. They focus on the environment and social reform and justice reform, uh, gay rights, trans rights, so many different things. Um, and I have opinions on all of those, uh, but a lot of them I'm not like, personally attached to one way or another or at least not enough to make a public statement about um for sure i think what changed with black lives matter and and covid stuff was just because of the not only the intensity of it like people people really needed to hear this um, right but also because like youtube at the end of the day i'm not in it to fucking get a billion subscribers and 18 million views and grow like a, a video empire off of it. Like I'd like, I'd like for my legacy at the end of the day to stand for some things and to do a lot of good in the world and to like actively impact people's lives and shit in a positive way. And you're not going to do that by staying silent on everything and just trying to be funny. You know, you're going to have to right. at some point or another say something that will offend somebody there's just so many people. It's a numbers game. You're going to offend somebody no matter what you believe uh, one way or another. But I do agree with you in the sense that it, it has to be something you do actually believe in. Don't necessarily give an opinion on shit you don't know about or don't care about. But there are definitely like a few core values that like a lot of people stand by and sharing those core values I don't think is a bad thing. It's not a bad mm-hmm. thing to go on Twitter and be like, I really love my family. It's not. Absolutely. People will say that's a political thing, but like, if you believe it, that's what it is, right? Um, And I think the same is true for Black Lives Matter. I think the same is true for gay and trans rights, LGBTQ stuff, uh, the environment as well. Like, there are certain things that like we really are passionate about and trying to do better and change the world and stuff like that. And having an online influence and having people that watch you is a good opportunity to actively do some good. And I'm so proud of all the YouTubers and and content creators who in the most recent week has taken all this negativity and raised like hundreds of thousands of dollars and stuff. Um, It's been great. It's been really cool to see like all these charities and stuff like the Minnesota Freedom Fund in general has said multiple times that they like (laughs) have gotten a a lot of money and they, they don't need it all. Um, they're pointing to other causes and charities and stuff. And even they are still like overflowing with support and stuff. And that's awesome. I'd like to think that people online had an active impact on that and, and help those people who really needed it. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. It's been, um, 
Yeah, I and I think like there's there's certain ways to like handle these situations. Obviously, like donating is one of them. Uh, not everybody can do that. I personally can't do that. Uh, the other aspect is like saying something about it. But then if you like genuinely don't know what to say and have no opinion on the topic, don't say it, but it's like a big thing. Number one, don't say it, but two, like educate yourself, right? Yep. Like there's, there's resources out there and there's plenty of resources. And so like for those that aren't sure what to do, like educate yourselves. And for those that do know what to do, like use this as an opportunity to educate your audience, I think. I know that I there's like some more tweets and, and Facebook messages because those are like the big things I guess that I can I can do immediately uh, that I want to do about like different resources and stuff and different movies that you can watch and different like albums that you can listen to that basically just teach you like okay here's the basics of like what's going on right now in America mm-hmm. and here's what you can like learn from it I guess. It, but yeah. It's like what's within your means to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like for a lot of people who maybe listen to this podcast and haven't started their YouTube or they're they're really small, like your responsibility isn't as high as someone who like like PewDiePie who has just an, an enormous audience and stuff. Um, but the impact that you can have on people, regardless of your size, is all equally important. You only have that one fan, that one sub, and you can actively make their life better or educated or informed or whatever. That impact to me is just as important as getting a bunch of people together in a charity stream and donating to a good cause. Um, I agree. So not every channel at every size necessarily has the same responsibility just because of their audience, Uh, but each of them can potentially make an impact on something. Um but you have to be genuine about it, right? Nobody likes being influenced and lied to when they don't mean it, right? right? And when it's scummy and when the intentions are bad and when there's drama about it and when it's one of those things that is in such a gray area that there's no obvious solution to. Like, think through, obviously, the type of stuff that you want to talk about and want to make an impact on um, and find the best way to present that message, right? Because presentation... On YouTube and on social media is important. How you context that and how you share that with people is uh, just as important as what you say. Agreed. So I guess I want to kind of move into the, we kind of talked about like the immediate things that you can do mm-hmm. um, during these situations, but let's, let's start talking about like the creating aspect, right? Because again, as a creator, on this platform or any other kind of platforms that you may be creating on, like it can be very stressful and depressing to try to put your energy into something like making a movie review or talking about a Sega Genesis game when everything else seems like it's more important. Right. Uh, What do you think is, what do you think is the best way to handle, handle that kind of stuff? Well, I think one, like, for for other social medias where it's just like a text post or whatever, like obviously get your thoughts on those first. That's the easiest yeah. to do. And that'll typically reach a lot of people. Um, Agreed. And I would say the same is, is true for live streams as well, just because those are so connected to you and your personality. 
that like odds are it's going to get brought up in your streams. Um, and obviously you, you want to be in, important about what you say and stuff, but also like a lot of people come to live streams just to vibe and chill. And if that's bringing a negative atmosphere to your stuff, make your point, say what you got to do, but then don't dwell on that. Like you're going to have to move on eventually. Um, I completely agree with your live streams or at least with gaming stuff. I don't know what it's like in other fields. I'm only speaking from my personal experience. All I know is, is that if you are playing Ocarina of Time and the focus shifts to COVID and it's talked about COVID the entire time, that stream probably going to be a downer, you know? And that's not to say that it, that it's not important and that people shouldn't talk about it and that it shouldn't be discussed. It absolutely should. But you got to keep in mind, you're a streamer. Your job is to, is to hang out with people and create and, and make them feel good and stuff. And really, like, at a certain point, we can't spend all day arguing about things like this in a, in a, in a Twitch comment section. It's just not the place to do it. Um, and some streams just have rules against that flat out. And if you don't want to deal with that, that's probably the best way to go. It's just have rules set up in place. Uh, that mention these sort of things and that you're open and transparent with how you personally feel and then move on. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's all you can really do. Um, obviously, charity live streams and stuff is different, but you get what I mean. For your general yeah. I've everyday. seen some people that are like live streaming like specifically to talk about the situation. That's fine. And that's okay too. But yeah. somebody playing a Mario 64 speedrun is not trying to have the whole thing be turned into an activism stream. Like if they didn't intend that, like... Try not to bring that energy to, to other people who are just trying to enjoy and have a good time. Even if it's important. Like, you have to be respectful of other people's opinions and intentions and what they're trying to do. Don't be an asshole about it, basically, is all I'm really saying. I agree. Uh, for that sort of stuff. I'd also say that, like, with with text-based platforms like Twitter, Facebook, even Instagram, um, I, I've heard, like, not to promote your stuff during this kind of situation. Like, and I, I kind of agree with it. Like That's if everybody call. else on your timeline is talking about black lives matter, probably not the best idea to be like, yo, check out my new video where I, you know, right. <laughs> talk about this, uh, <laughs> this 1990s movie or something. Right. Like, right. Have a little bit of common courtesy, have a little bit of an idea, like be self-aware, be aware of what's going on around you. If it probably feels like a bad time, don't push your luck. Uh, right. And if you have nothing to say, you just have nothing to say and that's fine. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. don't let anybody tell you that. Like if you legit have nothing to say and that's your honest to goodness opinion, do like Zach said, and just spend that time educating yourself and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I think moving on, uh, podcasts are always like a pretty good place for a lot of this stuff. If it's about that, um, but again, like you're only going to have like a couple of hosts on there and maybe some comments and stuff. And so with that, you can kind of focus into the type of content you're doing. YouTube's a bit tricky in the fact that there's a comment section in there and that mm-hmm. can potentially lead to so many different things. And you're never quite sure like what to be prepared for. Um, I think with what I do specifically, I don't know if I necessarily could make a video about the subject in full confidence. So I probably won't. Um, right. That's like, 
that's not my niche. That's not my area of expertise. I don't feel comfortable. Like, I'll gladly say that I that I support the movement and stand with it, obviously. But, like, I, I don't have a whole lot of, like, info, <laughs> right? Um, right. So there's that. I don't feel comfortable in doing that. Um, but, like, at the same time, if I make a video and the last minute of the video is just me being like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, hope all of you were doing being safe out there. Hope all of you were washing your hands out there. And uh, I hope these marches and protests, like, do a lot of good, right? Um, mm-hmm. Saying something like that at the end of your regular content where it's not the main focus of it and you're still entertaining people and you're still, like, providing your content, but at the end, do you, like, just let everybody know how, how you're feeling? That's that's a pretty good way of doing it. It's, it's not intrusive at all. Um, and if, like, you're not going to be able to say anything like that, your content isn't going to fit into what's going on currently, that I think is the best way to like get your thoughts out there is just to have it be like a little ending bit or maybe even at the beginning for like a minute or so and then move on to the actual video itself. Um, Because with YouTube videos, like it's not necessarily like for me anyway, like I very rarely like talk about myself on my YouTube videos. I talk about, media i talk about video games a lot of people talk about movies and other projects my personality is interwoven in that for sure and there's definitely like elements of each video that makes it me um but a lot of my personal stuff is kind of like it did start on youtube with midnight vlogs but that's kind of all gone to the podcast and the twitter and stuff and uh i actually like it being there rather than being on youtube because then i can just focus on making a resume of content and videos that I'm really proud of and enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, it's like, I don't know about you, but I know like a lot of videos that I watch are not necessarily the ones that just came out. Mm. Like I watch content from a couple of weeks ago all the way to like maybe a couple of years ago sometimes. So it's, you know, with YouTube content, you still want to make your videos evergreen. Yeah. And by spending an entire video on your channel where you never talk about this kind of stuff, like if your niche is a gaming channel or a tech channel or a car channel, like it's kind of a weird place to put it on that channel. Um, And and it's kind of the situation where like nobody is really going to come back to that video in the future. Uh, whereas if you just kind of spend a little bit of time talking about it in a video, I think that works. And I think that kind of still, I feel like it's actually more genuine than you spending an entire video, unless you are 100% like directly affected by it. Right. Right. Like you have a story to tell, right. And and a a message to get across. Right. I think for me, like I don't have a ton of things to say other than what I said in the tweet and like, what I say to my, my friends and family. And outside of that, I don't have a whole lot of content to even make a video about that in the first place. And it would be kind of like bizarre and out of place. If in my catalog of Sega Genesis reviews and media stuff, I just had a video about Corona or I just had a video about black lives matter and stuff. And I'm not saying a video like that wouldn't be important and wouldn't do a lot of good. It absolutely would. It would be incredible. Definitely. And I'm not saying don't do it ever. Uh, I'm saying be conscious of who watches your stuff, the type of content you make, and if it's the right decision for you personally. 
Um, I tend to err on the side of caution with a lot of this stuff just because, like, it's so easy to make the wrong move um, and ruin any potential chance you'll ever have at making a positive impact to begin with, you know? Right, right. I, I think so. And I think, like, also when when all the other social media platforms are talking about this all the time and it's like at the front of everybody's mind all the time on those platforms good thing 100% a good thing but like when you go to youtube and you kind of want to escape from it to just watch a video about a guy talking about a, a video game or a movie or a comic book like i almost feel like we have the responsibility to make that happen for anybody that wants to get away from it, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you look at the people that are affected by bad cops every single day, when you look at the people that do have the coronavirus, these people probably kind of want to like (laughs) watch a video where it's not, you know, a part of the content. Right. And I think that's entirely fair. Just, just in the same way that like, when you watch an episode of the Bing Bong Bazinga Theory, you don't expect Sheldon to turn around and talk to you about Corona. Partially right, because right. It's, the series is over. But you get what I mean. Like <laughs> it, it would be weird if you were, you know, just watching American Idol and all of a sudden they, they stop the show just to, to talk about this for the entirety of the time. They might mention it here and there, and that might be a thing, but like... um. Unless you're making content about this sort of stuff, like you are a news channel or you are a current events channel or you're making a documentary or you're showcasing someone's story who is involved in this, like it's hard to actively integrate stuff like that into your content without it coming off as disingenuine, hokey, and you're doing it for views, right? Um Right. But literally, literally what I think it comes down to for me personally, um, is just being, just being upfront and honest about how you, how you feel about it. And in whichever way you decide to go is just sticking to that. Um, and just being like, yo, this is how I feel. I don't want to bring this up in YouTube videos, uh, but my thoughts are on Twitter and podcast and other social medias and stuff. And if you're honest about your intentions and where you're coming at it from, uh, that's, I think, the best you can do. It's just straight up being genuine, being honest about where you're coming from, how this impacts you. And if you legit have nothing to say about it or you feel uncomfortable bringing it up, it's totally fine to not do that. Um, but that's different for everybody. And I think that's the tricky part is is some people really feel like they have to go all in and, and talk about these sort of things and, and go into it as well. Uh, I'm not that. And so like, it's hard for me specifically to really do that a lot of the time. But, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, like everything is sort of somewhat political nowadays. Uh, and the stuff that really does impact me, the stuff I really can say something about, I absolutely will say something about like, Corona, stay inside, please. Wash your hands. Don't go out into public spaces. Black Lives Matter, stand in solidarity. Uh, cops are 
pretty damn corrupt. And a lot of these murders and videos are, are shocking and awful and horrid. And I hate seeing it. I hated seeing it four years ago. I hate seeing it now. But I don't have a stance on every topic like that. And uh, I'm not going to make an ass out of myself and try to be the person that, that feels the need to talk about every one of those things. Because that's not, that's not where I'm coming from. That's not really my place in a lot of things. So, But I think that comes down to to personal stuff, how each person feels about it and where they're coming at it from. And that's different for everybody. I'm, I'm just telling you guys in this podcast how I feel personally. But if you feel like you need to do more or less, I totally understand it as well. Again, just trying to be empathetic, just trying to support people at the end of the day. So whatever you decide to do, just think about it. Put a lot of thought into it. Try to be genuine and honest with yourself. And uh, if people don't like that, people don't like that. That's that's really all I can say on that. Now, Zachary is in a phone call. So, that do be wildin'. Um, I'm gonna go piss. So, you guys enjoy. I don't know if Zach's keeping all this in. Uh, but I've had like three water bottles and I gotta go pee-pee. So, I'll be right back. I'm gonna go pee-pee. Alright, I'm back. Sorry about he that. He back, boyos! I do be back, though. He do be back. I remember seeing something on social media one day and I don't remember specifics. So I'm going to read something else, but um, it was talking about how like there are different roles when it comes to activism in these situations and that people need to take the different roles. Like you can't just have everybody saying we need change. We need change. We need change because there has to be somebody that's going to make the change happen. Uh, you can't just have people that are making the changes happen because you need people to also say that we need change to the general, uh, you know, general audience of people. Uh, there's there's these different roles, right? And like some people, their role is to go out there and protest protest every day. Some people, their role is to say stuff on social media. Some people, their role is to to educate themselves. Uh, but I was looking at this website where it's talking about the four roles of social activism and it gives like somebody's got to be a citizen, somebody's got to be a reformer, somebody's got to be a rebel, and then there's got to be some kind of change agent involved. Um, and each of these are, are really important. But I'm looking at the citizen one right now and it says like in order to be effective in kind of change and social activism as a citizen, you need to like promote positive values and principles and symbols and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you need to be like a normal citizen. <laughs> like, you know, don't go out of your way to be like, I guess, do anything bad or anything like illegal. that. Uh, <laughs> illegal. You got to be grounded in a center of society. Um, you know, as creators, we kind of all have our own audiences and niches and all that kind of stuff. So like, being grounded in that helps promote active citizen-based society where citizens act with this interest to assure the common good. The active citizen is the source of legitimate political power, which means that like as the normal regular person, if you're educated, you have the most power because you're out there making the, uh, the changes, you know, the, the voting and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, um, says acts on confirmatory basis, which I guess just kind of means like confirmation bias, helping other people like be like, yeah, okay. If we've got like a million people saying this one thing, it's possibly true. 
Don't necessarily mean it's always true, but it's possibly true. Um, what I'm getting at with all of this is that I think by being a model citizen to begin with, by doing the right thing, by helping people, by speaking against uh, the injustice, uh, you are already doing more than some people aren't. True. Right? So that's important. And to recognize that is important. But also as creators, I feel like we have this this other kind of responsibility, kind of like I've talked about, where we are using our creations to entertain and educate people. Mm-hmm. And whether that means you're educating them on the, the social injustices that are occurring in our in our societies, or whether that means you're educating them about proper game design or cinematography in film or how this motor works in this vehicle. Like whatever that education is, that education is still important because it is affecting somebody who is watching your content. Mm -hmm. And the more people that are educated and the more people that have great content that they can consume, I feel like that makes a better society anyways. That's fair. I, I feel like I feel like art in general is important to to our like if there was no art, I don't think humans would be around as long as we have been. Yeah. I just feel like it's such an important pillar that is often forgotten about or underrated. And uh maybe this is just my personal stance on it. I don't know. I just I just believe that. Right. I think that's a good point to make. Um, And that really did help me, I think, just listening to that because uh, you're right. Like, simply saying anything to begin with is is important. Um, And knowing that I'm probably not going to be the mayor who enacts that law or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. even necessarily be in a march or, or protest or anything like that. I just know who I am. I know what I'm capable of doing. And I got to be comfortable in my own skin and body at the end of the day, right? So it's like, right. uh, I have to be true to myself and what I possibly can do. Can I potentially be doing more at any given time? Of course, we all could. Absolutely. Like, I could recycle, yeah. you know, but I don't. Um, and, that, and that's <laughs> shitty of me. Uh, I could also exercise, but I don't. Because, you know, again, that's shitty of me. Um, the point is, I don't think we can do everything, though. Uh, at least that's mm. what I got from what you said is that we literally cannot do everything for every cause, for every uh, injustice in the world. Uh, And you almost sort of have to like pick the things that you're trying to improve, not only about yourself, but about the world and really like fight for those things you believe in. Um, Anytime they're, they're put under like uh, scrutiny or potentially could harm other people. Uh, Right. And so those those things that I mentioned are things I, I can stand for and fight for, but there's going to be other things that I'm just not going to have enough experience and knowledge about. And and, know, and saying that I don't um, is a good enough step, I think, of being like, I'm uncomfortable. There. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> and then being okay with saying that, right? And not having to worry or feel like something bad's going to happen to me because I said I was uncomfortable or something, you know? Yeah. So with all that being said, um, as as our role as creators, 
Um, and I guess we can start segueing a little bit into personal crisis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is, this is important too. If you are seeing, if you're depressed that everything is happening out there, right? If you're depressed that a lot of people are being killed. If you're depressed because of Corona, if you're depressed because of the fires that happened in Australia earlier this year, or, you know, whatever it might be, what do you do as a creator to make sure that you're still putting out your content? Mm-hmm. What is the best practices, I guess, in your opinion, Aiden, to to kind of go forward? Right. Um, well, I think it's it's a few things. Like, number one, there are always going to be bad things happening in the world. There are people who are going to be slighted at any given point in time. And I'm sure we can all recall experiences in our own life where it felt like everything wasn't going well or mm-hmm. every decision we made was a bad one and how awful we had felt at the time and how important it was to have other people around you, uh, friends and family and therapists to support you and to build you back up. And I think for a lot of people nowadays, just with how loneliness seems to be affecting people and, how much time we all spend online and uh, families not exactly being the best people in the world. Uh, a lot of people rely on, on internet personalities and content to make them feel better and to give them another shot at the next day. Ultimately, you have to take things day by day, right? Realize that what's happening yeah. now is not going to be happening in the next five or six years. There will probably be something else. That'll, that'll be a thing and that will be affecting us and we'll have to move on from that as well. Say what you got to say. Fight for what you believe in, obviously. Uh, but like, what, the average life expectancy is 80 years or something and that's a lot of time on, on Earth and a lot of these things will come and pass and some of them might never be solved. But what we can do as people is to take each day, take each opportunity Uh, to potentially better ourselves or better the people around us. And if you're a YouTuber, that means taking each day and trying to create something, trying to make the world better than when you last found it, uploading something funny or writing a script or adding music or improving your craft. YouTube's busy. You can be doing anything related to the video making process and it'd be all these different tasks and stuff. There's always something Uh, to keep you invested in the process and coming back to it. But if like you can only write 30 minutes of a script and you're just feeling straight up depressed, I also think just taking a break and having a little bit of time away from social media is, is a fucking underrated tactic to just take a break from all that to breathe. And then when you're feeling better, hop into the next day, get back on that horse and start making content again, because there are people who need content. There are people who need to hear from other people and uh, you and your content are valuable, um, and so you gotta you gotta place precedence on it in bad times and good times. Um, you gotta be willing to wake up every day and, and try to leave the world better than you found it, especially with your content. I one hundred percent agree. Yep, one hundred percent. It's it's like if you truly don't feel like you can do anything, I'd say a break is absolutely necessary. Um, getting away from it taking some time to refresh, uh, you know, and then also like taking care of yourself. Yep. That's a big one. It's again, underrated 
something that I still don't be doing enough of, still don't be like, you know, where I, where I want to be at life and as far as like taking care of my health and making it a priority. It's something I continue to work towards. But like, if you feel like you can't do anything creatively, it's probably because you're also not taking care of your health. You're also not, uh, it's hard to spend time with friends if you're quarantined and have curfews and stuff, but you know, using online resources like discord or zoom and just getting on a call with your friends like that helps trying to talk to family members that you feel like will make a positive interaction rather than a negative one playing that game like that'll help you haven't had a chance to play because you've been so busy and you know you can't go right. out so hey that might be the time to play gta 5 <laughs> this is true and you can kill the cops in there yeah, exactly you know <laughs> but no, I agree. I agree. I, I know that I, when I feel super depressed, when I had my own personal crisis back in 2018, 2019, a lot of what I ended up doing was, uh, the best that I felt was when I was actually taking care of my health and going outside and walking, making sure I showered every day, you know, ate a little bit healthier, that kind of thing. Uh, but like also what got me through the days was, taking some time to watch some movies that I'd been wanting to watch or playing some game or doing something to keep my mind occupied because sometimes that's just what you got to do. Yep. It just is what it is and there's no other way to get around it. Um, and then when you're able to hop back onto the creative horse, like do that, but you can take it slow. I I've no rush. have no problem with telling people to like, take it easy. Don't beat yourself up. Uh, there's there's very few people out there during their worst times and during the crisis and stuff like that that are 100% doing everything that they should be doing. Yeah. So absolutely. it's okay to it's okay to fail at it and and do you know do your best. Got to try. You know. Yeah. The worst part I is just so. not trying anymore. <laughs> right? When you've given up on the, right. on the trying, that's when you're when you're at the point where like you really like need to spend a little bit of time with yourself and and work through some things. Um, Definitely, because I know for me, even in my my worst periods, uh, worst rough patches, um, trying to try the next day to do a little bit better, even if I don't succeed, as long as you have a little bit of that that drive in you to actively like improve yourself, even if it's little things, like that's huge. Um, it's always in the details. It's always in the little steps. It's always in the, the small behavioral changes and habits that make the biggest impact. I think so. So it's, it is the little things. I agree. That's the stuff that matters for sure. Mm -hmm. All this to say that I still think that making content is important during these times. Um, I, I wish that I was making more content every day. But it, it comes down to doing your best, not let, not beating yourself up, and taking it one day at a time. Right. You have to. You have to. You can't, because otherwise you're not going to get through the marathon. You're going to sprint through it, and you're going to burn out. And you're going to be like, mm -hmm. miserable for a while. So It's yeah. better to take and it like slow. And like you said, like there's always something that's going to come up, and especially in the, the world. Yep. But uh, wherever you live, your country, your city, like there's always something. 
personally. It's probably negative happening personally. I know it. I know growing up and even now it feels like personally every everywhere I turn around something else bad has happened. It's like oh fuck, here we go again. Um, but you just gotta. Sometimes it just takes some pushing through, some some determination to not let it get to you as much. Or if it does, get some help. Or if it does, get some help. Admit that you Absolutely. need the help and go get the help. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that either. That's true. Online therapy is a thing now. This is true. So, not all of them are good. You know, but not all of them are good. Gotta not be. all of them are cheap, but you know. It's an option for sure. Yeah. It's um it's wild with how much stuff is, is going down and how much awful things are happening, but there's there there is a, a part of my brain that's like twenty twenty ain't gonna be the worst year. It probably won't even be the worst year in the next ten or so years, right? Like things are just gonna happen. And we're going to hate them in the moment, but like everything, it all eventually comes to pass and we're going to be moving on to the next thing. It's just sort of the, it's just sort of the human experience, right? Like there, there, there are always going to be those few problems that like stick around that you'll have to legitimately battle through. But like, eventually you're not going to be in your parents' house forever. Eventually you're not going to be working at your shitty job. Eventually you're going to have fun doing what you love. Uh, eventually you're going to make that breakthrough in that creative project. The only way you set yourself up for failure is by getting off the horse and not trying. <laughs> like you have to keep trying. Uh, you have to keep pushing at it. Cause none of this stuff is easy. None of it's free. And that's cool. Nope. But like nope. in the meantime, while it is shitty and while people are suffering, the best you can do is just, just be empathetic to what other people are going through. Realize that you're not the only person on earth. Uh, and realize that yeah. it's always worse for somebody else, and it can always be worse, and it will probably be worse later on down the line. But they're going to be great times too. Uh, you got to take the good and the bad. I'm curious. Have you listened to any kind of um, motivational content recently, or anything like? Have you watched Gary Vee in a while? I haven't. No, there was a period I when I was either. really on him, but recently I, yeah. I haven't been. He's been doing a lot of great shit though. He's been doing some wild and stuff, and I, I kind of want to look at it at some point. Tea with Gary I know Bean. that... Be the new show. <laughs> it looks epic. Yeah. It looks epic. But I also know with, like, with everything going on, I've kind of stayed away from that kind of content because I, I don't want somebody telling me, you got to put out... <laughs> you got to put out 12 videos a day. I don't need that right now. <laughs> I don't need it right now. I don't need it. I don't need it. Though I don't think that's how he's handling it at all. No, I have a no. feeling that he is way more on the empathy shit now than he ever has been. He's been going into Zoom calls with random people and just talking about their businesses and shit. It's literally what he's doing. It's, yeah. The videos are, really are not flashy. They don't have a ton of editing or shit. It's like him in a Zoom call with a shitty green screen effect just talking to random people. That's all yeah. it is. And it's still really good stuff because you like Gary or whatever and you like hearing what he says. Right. So, but no, that shit's great. Um, I don't listen to it often, but when I do it, it is pretty good stuff for sure. But, uh, I think that's another like thing creatively wise. If you need to like spice it up and just like not do highly produced content for a while, if you're used to it, then that's fine. It can be pretty free. People are doing it. It can be really freeing for sure. Yeah. Like not having to do the same stuff over and over again, changing it up. It's pretty helpful. It's pretty helpful. I think so. I don't. I, I don't want this this episode to come across as like 
us talking about therapy or us talking about mental health because we've done it before on a thousand yeah. different podcasts. Uh, and I'm sure some of y'all are wondering where's the actual actionable advice for, for YouTubers and creatives and stuff. And uh, we've definitely given that across the episode. Like um, it's just not going to be advice that really impacts everybody right now. Uh, some people it's going to affect later. Others might never have to deal with a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um, but I guess what we're trying to do is for the few people who really need to hear it, like, you know, we're delivering to those few people. <laughs> Agreed. Not every episode has I to be about so. editing and, and analytics and stuff like that. I feel like this podcast is very much about the mindset and the mental health stuff. And yeah. that's way more important than how the fuck you make a thumbnail on Photoshop. I hate to be the guy, right? But a lot of like YouTube advice channels are like, oh, uh, what do people want to know? They want to know how to edit. They want to know how to make a thumbnail. They want to know how to spend their thousand dollars on YouTube equipment that they don't need right away. Uh, I've always prided ourselves at least, even though it, it can get very depressing and we don't intend to do that. Uh, trust me. Um, but I have always <laughs> prided ourselves in the fact that we have talked about the mindset side of things. We've talked about the personal side of things and we've gotten very, uh, up close and personal about our own faults and our own doubts and our own creative failings and shit. And, uh, while we haven't always presented a solution or anything, uh, I am proud of us for at least like being upfront and open about that. Cause a lot of YouTube advice, podcasts and channels just don't cover that side of things. And that, and that's a huge part. That's a huge part of creating. You are a huge part of your YouTube channel and more people should tell you that yeah. like <laughs> more than the thumbnails and the tech and the, and the recording and the scripting content, you, the person behind it are equally important to that process. The human element, man, yeah. the human element, people forget about it. And that's, that's in any kind of business or any kind of niche, really anything. It's There's there's the human element. And I think it's the most important because if it's not working, the content ain't going to be there. Hate to break it to you, but you can't be consistent when you're depressed. <laughs> nope. All the good advice in the world ain't going to help you when, when, when you're feeling like dog shit and don't want to make a video, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a exactly. huge part of it. It's not a part that's touched on a lot for one reason or another. Uh, we always want to try to deliver a balance of, of like both of that, though. Like get a little bit of the technical stuff, but also talk about the personal aspect of things. Yeah. With, with all that said, I do want to continue to encourage anybody listening to the podcast. If you are being uh, personally affected by anything happening right now, uh, even tangentially, you know, like through anything that's been going on, like hang in there, do what you got to do, take your time. Um, and when you get the chance, like keep on trying. And if we can help in any ways, let us know. Obviously, if you have any comments or if you want to, like I'll, I'll open it up my discord, like feel free to come talk to me. It's, it's cool. Um, because I know that it can be rough out there, but hopefully I'm hoping this episode was was kind of more positive than negative and that we can help somebody just kind of get out of any kind of funk that they feel like they're going through right now. Because it's a rough period. It definitely do be that, though. I think just to, just to kind of wrap up of, like, some of the main key points in terms of the advice angle of it, it's just, like, if you are going to address what's going on, be genuine and honest about it. 
Really think about the context and the way you're delivering that message and such. If you're dealing with personal crises in your moment, feel free to take a break. Feel free to take time out of your day and get creatively recharged. But do know, like, it's important to hop back on the horse and to try it again and to push toward those goals because those goals matter and your dreams matter and all that sort of stuff. Um, Also keep in mind, if you're a YouTuber, you make content on the internet, you are a public figure and what you say and do in your videos, whether it's on Twitter, YouTube, or anywhere else, does impact people and does influence people. I know others might not say that, um, but whether you're impacting the 20 people in your Discord or the 10 million people that are subscribed to you, somebody is being affected by that. And we owe it to everybody if you are that type of online creator to be using your platform for something good and positive, whether it's making people laugh, inform, or donating to charity and being that activist if you are that type of person. Uh, Just be empathetic to other people's conditions, what they're going through. And if you have nothing to say, don't say it at all. That's still a pretty easy golden rule to follow. Like if if you're uninformed, uh, just educate yourself and and move on through that. Um, And just know, bad times will leave. We'll get to good shit eventually. It's not going to be like this forever. Uh, But be careful out there. Have a good one. Be sure you're sleeping. And uh, yeah. I think that's everything. I try to get it all into into one little bit. Might have forgotten something here and there, but uh, I got the important stuff. You're only human. Yep. You trying to read some comments? Let's read some motherfucking comments, bro. I'm hyped. Hyped to read some I comments. I am. I am too. Because Zach hyped them so, up before we started the recording, let me just say. Yeah. We have a comment on episode 52. Okay. From Patient. All right. And then we have two or three comments on episode 53. And then we got three comments on episode 54. Damn. Y'all popping off. So popping off is happening. Okay. So that is epic. Cool. Well, uh, which one yeah. do we want to start with? here let's start with 52 okay i'm pulling it up go ahead let's read the patient comment now boy let's see it oh we already read this did we read that one yep oh i'm stupid yep i'm glad i remember this is the comment for anybody wondering uh she says ain't nobody control my twitter except me i'll continue to be chaotic and then i Um, and then i responded that's very on brand for patient that's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, okay, my bad. My bad. Okay, so now we have two comments on episode 53. If you want to read that patient comment, okay. go for it. Patient said on the, the behind the scenes of Aiden's new show, episode 53, she'd be saying, I could be getting in the mood to put some new stuff out. Ooh. Uh, okay. Based on the past couple of times I've talked to her or whatever, she's looking for music for a new video. So this is, this is yeah. true. There's something coming. I'm not sure what. I haven't really confirmed or denied, but sounds pretty hype. Sounds pretty cash money. I think so. And then we have a comment from Liam. The solid 95.3K subscribers. Damn. 95,000 subscribers. Damn, Liam. Pop off. That says, so nice. What software do you use? Laters. Don't forget colon three. Yeah, don't forget the colon three, the cat face, if you will. Any of you internet, internet lingo people out there. So let's pretend real quick that this is a real comment and not a bot that just came here to get subs, which is absolutely what this is. 
If you really want to know where our software is, we have an entire episode on it. Epic. Wow. Uh, we record this with yeah, Audacity. This, this is a bot. That's it. I record it with Audacity. That's all I use. <laughs> I edit it in Adobe Premiere. That's it for podcast-specific stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's a bot. It's absolutely a bot. This is a fake person. You are not real, Liam. Not real. You're not listening. You're not even listening to this right now. I bet you're not even. I wish I could have ninety six thousand fake subscribers. Dude, me too. That ass. Be epic. Be epic. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, I'll be hiding this this user from the channel. So. <laughs> That's good. No longer be seeing him. We're gonna move on from that to uh, episode fifty four. This comment from from Song, bro. My, Song, my my favorite YouTube. One hundred six thousand subscribers, and uh, they say, "Wow, how would you describe yourself in five words?" I really want to be YouTube friends. You know, we might actually. I really there's a smiley face too. I, I really want to respond to this, but like, we might have to do an episode about like this weird like new batch of YouTube friend bot stuff. Maybe not a whole episode, but like. We can do a YouTube news segment. At least a YouTube news, because these guys are popping up everywhere now. Like it's everywhere. It's <laughs> on on your Let's Play channel, on my stuff, on the YouTube podcast. They have accidentally responded to one of them, Logan, and uh, yeah, Ramson clowned on me for it. <laughs> so it looks like he clowned on this guy too. He just said, "Free up, Logan." <laughs> Free up, Logan. But uh, yeah, obviously, again, a bot. Uh, I actually legitimately though want to talk about these type of accounts on another episode later down the road. Yeah. There's some like conspiracy theories going on around it. It's happening to everyone. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's wild. But, uh, since, since Ramson commented to it, I'm going to leave that comment there. Cause I think it's funny. <laughs> okay. And I'll let you do the other two on 54. All right. So Calfro asks or says he doesn't have, <laughs> no, asking. he says, I asked for a full episode. I was ripped off. I want my full hours hour i need to hear what other random things could be said you're welcome for the comment calvrell great <laughs> he was talking about our little random like minutes long of just talking just saying random things yeah yeah well, he wants a full hour there was a little bit a little bit of that in this episode like toward the beginning i think so but yeah not really for the for the whole thing you're welcome yeah, for the comment calvro you're welcome yeah you're welcome. You're welcome. Absolutely. God bless. And then my boy Ramsey, Gengar guy, says, for Aiden, cool, keep going. Epic. And then says, for both of you, Naruto will only take my criticism because I'm his inspiration. <laughs> the heat death of the sun won't happen because this podcast too fire. <laughs> People who critique Let's Plays that have commentary over cutscenes are on the wrong channel. They need to watch a silent walkthrough or play the games themselves. Tone is definitely a big decider in whether criticism should be taken. The wrong tone can seem careless and hateful. Zach only comments if he sees potential. Yo, I have potential. Let's go. Also, congrats on nine years, Zach. Surprised how how you could go on for so long. Don't stop anytime soon, though. Good criticism is great, as it's both humbling and honoring. The people that take the time out to genuinely advise to see someone improve and succeed is huge. Also, feel free to critique me. I'd be down to hear some advice and roast from y'all. Great episode, lads. Also, I left a long-ass comment on the branding one, but apparently it never went through. That sucks. Yeah, he did. He told me about that on the stream. 
Yeah, I'd be kind of upset too. I checked newest first. Like I, I tried to see if maybe yeah. it was hidden under spam or something, but it wasn't held for review or anything no. either. So that kind of no, I didn't see it. Uh, gotta be poo poo doo doo. Couple of things here. Um, cool, keep going <laughs> was a thing I said on one of Ramson's Nuzlocke videos where everybody would just typed "cool, keep going," and that was just all the comments. <laughs> so he delivered it back to me. Uh, go check out nice. his Nuzlocke. Very cool. Uh, number two. This man's watched some Naruto. Uh, he he, he yes. comments on each one of my Naruto vlogs. So I don't know how much of the series this man has seen. But it's it's an amount more than I have. So that's a little concerning. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to, how to quite take in that information as well. Um, and yeah, a lot of the advice you, you left here was, was pretty good. Like, tone, definitely a big thing. We didn't really talk about that in the episode, but like... Oh, yeah, we kind of did. Like, how you come off in comments and how you yeah. respond. That's a big thing. Um, and, yeah, I agree with your thoughts about criticism as well. Like, the fact that people take time out of the day to say shit is is great. So, um, if you want some epic advice and roast, uh, I'm going to pull a Zach and just say, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Cool, keep, keep going. Keep going. One might say. We talked about doing uh, channel reviews on the podcast. Oh yeah, we did long time ago. So maybe we could maybe we could do a Gengar guy channel review. If you're down for that, literally type that in. Say yes or no or whatever, and we'll do it. Yeah, we'll put it on the docket because we need topics. Same goes for anybody. If anybody's interested in us doing a channel review, let us know. We'll take the time and and do that. Because there's some things we talk about in the podcast that's like very broad. It'd be nice to get into like specifics of stuff so that you kind of understand what we mean when we say all these things. Yeah, I want to specifically tell you you suck, not have like a broad statement that you, that you suck, suck, right? Like I want to get down and dirty yeah. with the critiques and stuff. So anybody <laughs> anybody who wants a channel review for another YouTube podcast, please leave it in the comments or the email another is it another YT podcast at gmail.com? Another YT podcast at gmail.com. Literally anybody's channel we will review unless your name is Song um, or, or Liam. Or Logan. Or, <laughs> or Liam. We're not reviewing your channel at all. No, Don't post here. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Please. Uh, thank you for those comments. Shout out to Gengar Guy for the long comment. Taking the patient angle on that one. He really is. Yeah. <laughs> Also, yeah, it's been it's been nine years now. Boomer officially. You a boomer since I've been doing YouTube. So that's boomer grandpa wildly, looking ass in the wheelchair. Wildly unepic. Put him <laughs> in a retirement home. Nine years. I agree. Nine fucking years. I can now say I've been doing YouTube for almost a decade. This is true, and that is is accurate. So that's. That's wild. Hopefully I'll have a thousand subscribers before the 10 year mark. Wouldn't that be nice? We got a year. Let's make it happen, boys. Wouldn't that be nice? I think so. Oh, by the way, tell them about what, what Mr. Carry Knight challenged you specifically on that thousand sub thing. Cause, uh, he told me. This is interesting. Or he put it on Twitter. Yeah. He said, if I get a thousand subs before he hits 300 subs. Right. That he will make a video about anything that I want him to make. So you know what that means, and YouTube podcast commenters. We gotta we gotta get our boys act up to a thousand. You know? So we're close to that thousand mark. It's like nine oh seven, nine oh eight right now. You could be the people. So you could 
you could go to your every your everyday nerd. I had a stroke. <laughs> YouTube.com slash your everyday nerd. Check it out. See if the content epic. And then hit the subscribe button. I guess you can also check can out Parker's Parker. channel as well, but like you know. You could. You could give him. Right. Could give him I mean, 300 I guess. Yes. Right. It'd be nice. He he about to post five or six Pokemon uh showdown videos on one day. Exactly. So maybe you don't want to subscribe. Maybe to wait until after those videos come out and then maybe look at it and see if it's intriguing to you. So yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was funny, and I will be following that uh, over the course of this podcast to see which one happens first. Um, this isn't a gambling podcast per se, but if you do have bet money to to add and uh, you're a gambling type of man, let us know down in the comments who you think going to get there first and how much money you're putting on it. Um, my PayPal is in the link in the description below. Yeah. I'll be holding on to all the proceeds <laughs> until we have a winner, um, and I'll totally be paying that back once... Once we, we figure out who wins, so definitely, I think it'd be a good opportunity. Keep in mind, like it, it's he's got two oh nine, and I've got nine oh seven. So he's ahead right now. So like technically, he's ahead by two. Yeah. So it's possible, possible. We'll see what happens. It's like the space race, but dumber. I mean, I haven't uploaded in three months, so it's definitely possible. <laughs> Maybe those seven Pokemon uh, Showdown videos are going to really pop off and resonate, and uh, we'll get like 40 yeah. in a day. That'd be wild. You never know. That's YouTube for you. I did tell him that if he does get more than me, I was just like, okay, LOL, sure. Uh, but then I told him after the fact, I was like, so if, if you are able to get that 300 before I hit the 1,000, I'll do the same thing. I'll make a video that you want me to make. Okay. So Making the stakes. You know, the stakes either. are higher. Wow. A lot of we'll pressure. See, we'll see what happens. A lot of pressure there. <laughs> so, so much pressure. A lot of pressure. You don't even know. But thank you for the comments, everybody. Appreciate it. Yeah. Especially to Ramson and Calfro and Patient and not the bots. Not the bots. I do not want to be YouTube friends. No. Never. No, thank you. No YouTube friend. That's it. <laughs> So I've been Zach. And I've been Borat. And thank you for listening to this episode of another Borat podcast. <laughs> bye bye Peace. When did you change your name to Zach, by the way? I thought you were Borat. Uh, halfway through the episode. Oh. I went to the went to the name changing place, too. Oh, okay. In the middle of the episode. That's why I was gone for three minutes. Oh, that takes effort. That takes effort. Yeah, yeah.